Hello and welcome to The Worst Podcast, the best podcast about the worst things. I'm joined again by my co-host Nick Crow. How you doing, Nick? I'm alright, how are you? I'm fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> Joining us today is Jana Fezic. Jana is a comedian based in Berlin. She was born in Bosnia, raised in Florida. What a combo. <laughs> and she was the 2012 Miss Belly Dance UK champion. What a claim to fame. Yeah. Jana, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. So what do you think it is about belly dancing which made all the UK entrants not quite as good as you? I don't know. This is so long ago that I barely remember. This is what we're in 2023 now. This is like, yeah, yeah 11 years ago. Such a long time. Had yeah. you been belly dancing for a long time or were you just this kind of like... Prodigal. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I started dancing in 2007. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you had a few years under your yeah, belt. Yeah. I feel less bad about British, the British belly dance scene yeah. at this point. Yeah. It sounds like you <laughs> No, the British belly dance scene, actually, they, uh, they have a lot of access to the Middle Eastern dancers uh, because it's just a lot because closer to empire. get there. Because yeah. <laughs> of the empires, all the colonization. Yeah. And no, it's also because compared to the States, it's a lot easier to get Middle Eastern dancers to the UK. Uh, just because the distance okay. wise it was a lot easier to get them to festivals and stuff than all the way to the states yeah i can't imagine why it would be difficult to get middle eastern people through american airports well i was gonna say they're, they're notorious now, they're so welcoming <laughs> of people from the middle east now it's not as easy probably since uh your immigration system and all that uh you know you do get asked a lot of questions when you try to enter yeah the UK, i mean so. you know the main priority with the reform of the immigration system in the uk has been to uh to cultivate homegrown belly dancing champions, <laughs> I think, I think that is the big priority. That was yeah, priority number one. They're like, we gotta, uh, we gotta be the best belly dancers in the entire world. How do we do this? So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why Brexit happened. Did you not hear that conspiracy <laughs> theory? <laughs> I mean, I I would say that's not the most stupid reason for Brexit that I've ever heard. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jana, what is the worst thing that has happened to you in the last few days? I just got back to Berlin a few days ago from Lisbon. And the moment I arrived, I was like, why am I here? So the worst thing that's happened to you <laughs> is coming back home. It's Berlin itself. <laughs> it's Berlin itself. <laughs> no, just because the Beifalgate, the public transport, I just, you know, at some point you're just like, why, why am I paying for a ticket? Why... Wait, you're paying for a ticket? I am paying for a ticket. <laughs> you're the one. Now I'm the one. I'm keeping this shindig going, all right? It's just me. And that's why it all sucks, because it's just one person paying. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. don't have enough money. No, I got, you know, it was all fine. I got to Oskoitz, and the second that I had to get on another train to go back up north of Berlin to get home, none of them were working. Like, everything just stopped. And there was no way, you couldn't take a detour, nothing. Everything just stopped. I had to end up getting a taxi, which was like 40 euros. What? And I was like, it just hurt my my soul. I've been here nine years this July. That's German Maybe. for no years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no years. It's just been a blur. These nine years have not happened. I think once you're in the mindset of like maybe potentially leaving, you start to find things that annoy you even more. Oh, So yeah. I know I'm the problem as well in this situation because the Bayfog has always been crap. Yeah all things considered but uh yeah I it's, think it's like just one of those you things. know you know when you're like on a long car journey and you know that there's not going to be any toilet breaks until mm -hmm. you get home and you <laughs> do you know like since i drive 
I pee when I want. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to show off, but that's one of the things I do. Yeah, lucky you. Uh, <laughs> Jana, you can relate to this, right? And you tell yourself everything's fine. And then when you know that you're, you know, you're rounding the last corner or you're five minutes from home and suddenly you allow yourself to actually admit how badly you need to mm-hmm, wee. Mm-hmm. And then it's like your bladder is about to explode. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, I feel like that's, it's that same thing with once you decide that there is a way out of Berlin. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just things that you sort of just ignored for a while because you're like, oh, I'm I'm here, it's fine, all these other things. And then you just start noticing all these other interactions. You're like, this is annoying me more than usual at this point. Like you said, you had something, you went to the, was it, what was the worst thing? Supermarket. Supermarket. Not for me, but I feel like Berlin wears you down because I'm from a village. I'm from like a little village, and when you're from a little village, you just put up with things like that. The bus may not come. <laughs> it's and just no, the one bus. <laughs> yeah, and it's, there's no electronic thing telling you it's near. You just have to stand at the bus stop and hope. That's pretty much it. And coming to Berlin, you see like people getting so impatient and like angry. And I thought, well, I'll never be like that. And then like, yeah, like two weeks in, I go on the U-Bahn. I'm like five minutes. Absolutely unacceptable. I'm yeah. writing a letter. <laughs> um, but I don't speak good enough German to do that. So I was in the supermarket. I was incandescent with rage about the guy in front of me because he lied. <gasps> he was a he he was a luger. Um, <laughs> luger. <laughs> he, he had bought like in front of me. He had bought like these Haribo, but lots and lots of Haribo for what I assume was a children's party. Uh, could have been a party for any age group that likes Haribo. I don't know. But what he said to the man was, "Oh, there's twenty bags of each." And so the man for the first one, like, counted them, and there were, like, 21. So from then on, he couldn't trust anything else, so he had to count every Uh. single bag of different Haribo. And I was in this queue. I was one behind him. I think I was in that queue for about 10, 15 minutes. Jesus. And to the point where there was a person behind us, obviously, at this point, the queue's growing big. Mm -hmm. And we did that thing where we both looked at each other, and I raised my eyebrows, and he raised his eyebrows. But what that actually meant was, like... (laughs) This guy's a cunt, isn't he? <laughs> so, did they not universal. open a, d- a different till? Did they not open another register? Well, it was. It was it, I, I was committed to stay there. I was behind him, and now there are people behind me, and mm. there were loads of tills open. So, I suppose I could have picked up my stuff, mm. and then oh, but you'd already put it on the conveyor, put it on the conveyor belt. belt. Yeah, okay, yeah, then yeah. That's... yeah. So he's my new enemy, and I hope I never see him again. <laughs> mm. um, fun fact: if you put Harry Bow in a bottle of vodka and put it in like an airing cupboard, it dissolves and you make like a... A new way to be depressed. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I know that because I used to frequent a little uh, Finnish pub. Oh, did you ever yeah, go Northern to... Northern Lights. The Northern Lights. Yeah, yeah. I love that pub. I, yeah. That I was thought my the... local. Were you in there a lot? Because yeah. I basically lived in there. Yeah, I was in there a lot. How did you and I never meet each other than all the years that we were living in the same city and going to the same pub? Did you have Finnish friends? No. I used to hang out in the kitchen with Judith, who was the, the chef. I used to hang out on a little stool while she was cleaning the kitchen at the end of the night. Oh. And she used to make me Norwegian waffles with it was brown cheese flavoured ice cream. Brown cheese? Oh, brown cheese. Oh. That's the worst name sound. for a flavor, yeah. <laughs> But it was so tasty. Call it something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's all about marketing. Yeah. yeah. But this is the thing. For something with such a disgusting name, it was wildly popular because that's how delicious it was. Yeah. 
I, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Just not even about that to back it up. If you put a, a Haribo bear in vodka, what happens? It dissolves. Uh, well, I th- the, so the little bear dissolves. Does it make the vodka sweet? Like yeah, oh, okay, it, it okay. gives you like a like um like a gummy bear vodka. flavored vodka. Oh, okay. And what they used to make, they used to put Fisherman's Friends in vodka and make Fisherman's Friends flavored vodka, and it was called Fisu. Yeah. Okay. Fisu, you had Fisu. I think so. Because it rhymes with Sisu, which was Finnish spirit. I was like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like, the He's just showing off his rhyming skills. <laughs> well, I only learned two Finnish words, and one of them I will not be able to pronounce anymore, but one of them was Sisu, and that was like the idea of like bravery mixed with stubbornness, and it's like the Finnish national character. Okay. And it's like, Aww. so that's like, you know, like they have competitions to see who can sit in the sauna the longest, and yeah. that's like a peak. Okay. You need Sisu. You need to be like a fucking okay, brave okay. idiot. Okay, a brave <laughs> idiot, Sisu, okay. Um, right, nice. The other one was getting drunk in your underpants, which was something like, but not necessarily, Kals Karakani. There's a lot of kuz in there. Yeah. You're polyglot, aren't you? Yeah, I don't speak Finnish, though. What my One of my best friends, though, she lives in Helsinki. I could probably ask her. Oh, yeah. She speaks Finnish. But I... it's got that thing, it's a bit like Hungarian, where there's a lot of kaka, 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 kaka. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, Hungarian sounds nice, actually, a nicer thing than Finnish. Yeah, and everyone says it's really hard to learn, and I have a Hungarian friend, and part of me just wants to learn Hungarian just to spite them. (laughs) (laughs) It is a hard language, though, I think. That's the sisu in you. It's a sisu, yeah. (laughs) What was your, uh, the the worst worst thing that's happened? The worst thing that's happened to me, the walk I went on in Grunewald earlier. For a park that is explicitly for dog walking, the poo bins are incredibly sparse, and Mm. that's a problem because... Because you often need a poo. Because I, <laughs> when she's driving home, she's holding <laughs> in her bladder. She needs to go. Leia has developed this habit recently, where if I so again, listeners, Leia is, is my a dog. Alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> Leia's the one driving the car. <laughs> she has this habit where I pick up her poo, and if I can't immediately throw it in the bin, she will try to steal it off me. How, how far do you throw it from? <laughs> thinking he's like... <laughs> like immediate. Like, oh, like a grenade. <laughs> I, um, I carefully place it in the bin. Um, Just hold Leia over it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could train her to use the toilet, I, I would 100% do that. I was just going to say, if you wanted an insight into privilege that our three main gripes are, I waited slightly too long at a supermarket, the poo bins are too sparse, <laughs> and you had to pay for a taxi home. <laughs> <laughs> our lives are so hard. We're really but you don't understand. <laughs> it's a wait. <laughs> <laughs> does it help if my taxi driver he was driving like a maniac and I thought I was gonna die? Does that does that ease the, the privilege a little bit? <laughs> Although well, I love the you fact should have seen the supermarket scanner. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that given the choice between the fact that you had to pay 40 euros and the fact that someone was risking your life, you were like, yeah, but it was 40 euros. <laughs> <laughs> my life is worth it. <laughs> For 40 euros, you're expecting a safe way home. I don't know. 40 euros is my ticket in Berlin. Like, what, 48, whatever, for the month. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah, that that was, I expect yeah. more. I- <laughs> yeah. 
So if it had been 20, you would have been like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least he didn't talk to me. I think if he had started talking to me, I'd have been like, pull over, please. This is not worth the 40 euro that I'm paying. I'm going to get another car. That'd be quite interesting if they were like, I'll give you half off, but there is a 1% chance you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> All right, Jana. So quick fire round. First oh. thoughts, worst thoughts. Oh, Are okay. you ready? As ready as I will be, I guess. Let's do it. Worst flavor. I think brown cheese does not sound appealing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think You've I'm confident. you never tried it. Worst flavor. Brown. I, I'm very confident. Brown cheese. Right. I don't know. The name alone. It's actually my stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> Worst smell. Oh, this is going to be so Floridian. This is going to be so dark. Uh, have you ever smelled a dead rat? I have not. Have you, Nick? No, I've never been in the mafia. <laughs> in the mafia, you've never, okay. I, I mean, actually, less. I had pet rats, but I buried them both quite swiftly. So, okay. Alive? <laughs> no i waited for the appropriate time no this is gonna be this is disgusting but it, it is really if you live in florida and if it's not that we had like a rat infestation problems but you know it's a it's human place if there's rats that die you know mm. and the smell it is just i i don't wish that on my worst enemy it's so bad because also the heat and it's I'm not trying to say it was like out for long. It's not like it was left for it, but it's 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 bad. It's really really bad. I don't it's, I don't yeah. recommend it. It's sort of weird that you said that was Freudian because now we're like Floridian. Th- oh, Floridian. Floridian. Freudian. Freudian. It's like does your dad's dick smell of dead rats? <laughs> Floridian. I say Floridian because I have never experienced that anywhere else mm-hmm. other than in Florida. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Worst accent. Worst accent. Oh. Hmm. The longer she takes, the more I think it's British. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think that's... Oh, worst accent. That's a good one, though. I don't know. I'm trying to think, when was the last time I heard someone's accent? i be like, ugh, please, no. Oh, when <laughs> Americans try to say anything in any language, and they don't even try to pronounce it correctly. Do you know what I mean? So American is in foreign lands. Yeah, it's not like, like and I get accents. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, of mm-hmm. course, if it's a foreign language, it's it's you're not gonna have the accent perfectly, but it feels like you're not even trying. Instead of saying like yo hablo español, I speak Spanish. Yo hablo español. Like it's like you're not even trying. Like you could like do a little bit better. Like that's yeah, that the part. is painful like, to to hear. Yeah. By the way, I can say this because I was raised in the states. If anyone listening, yeah, don't worry. Like, what is this bitch? <laughs> We mentioned it in the intro. (laughs) That's true, yeah. Don't worry, you're clear. (laughs) Worst time of the day? The morning. Just just early morning. Worst baby name? Worst baby name? Whatever the celebrities are always trying to do, like trying to name their kids. Oh, like like Apple. Apple. Like, okay, yeah. Android. Android. Is that a name for a kid? No. Oh, okay. I thought, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if you were like so-and-so named their baby Android. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, I guess there's Elon Musk's um, mathematical equation. That's... But isn't it just like Keith or Kevin or something? Is it... Keith! Keith! If it's Keith, that is legit a terrible baby name. (laughs) But no, I think the way you pronounce it is just something really standard. Yeah. It's not even... I don't remember the name now, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Worst pizza topping? Anything with tuna. Not a fan. Tuna. Tuna, yeah. (laughs) Tuna. 
Worst place to fart. <laughs> Worst place to fart. I mean, you told me this before. I got to say, whatever Flo said was was in bed without any... In bed naked. In bed naked. That sounds pretty bad. Okay. Really? That sounds pretty not bad. Not a funeral, not a wedding. No, in bed. I feel like... I don't, what, like, well, how... Okay. Now we're getting to specifics. How loud is the fart that you're at a wedding or a funeral that everyone would hear? I I would say... That's what I'm imagining. The real thing is... You don't know beforehand. Yeah. Oh. And you don't know how how. It could be anything. It could be anything down there. Noticeable. It's going to be in other regards. Mm. I'm not trying to steal flows, but I agree with her because usually, if you are in in bed, let's say you're in bed naked, you're with somebody. And there's one other person. Yeah, I'm just gonna say this story really shows that Jano and Flo are just getting laid a lot more than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no issues with me doing that or that they means... have more sense of shame than I do because <laughs> I was like I don't care <laughs> yeah, you chose to be I'm here thinking. you knew what you were getting involved in because that's what I'm thinking because if you're at a wedding or a funeral there's more people whereas yeah. if it's like plausible a deniability thing. yeah exactly okay yeah. okay see I still think trapped in an elevator with one other person oh, that's also bad that's also yeah. pretty bad especially when naked <laughs> 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 Worst kitchen implement. I have, um, okay, I have one that keeps coming to my head, but only is because it was recently a story um, with someone I know uh, who cut himself with like a bread knife really bad. So okay. that's where my brain is like, ah, bread knife. Too many, a bread knife. Okay. So you can buy it pre sliced. You this can. This is true. I should yeah. tell him. <laughs> it's too late for him. It's too late now. <laughs> His finger's maimed. <laughs> it's all because he couldn't buy sliced bread. That's, yeah. Worst color. Worst color. I mean, I live in Berlin. I see black everywhere. Like, no one has any colors. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Especially black, after just coming back from Lisbon. Where, this is true. You know. Yeah. This is people are true. happy and colorful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Worst style of hat? Fedora. That is the fastest you answered any that of is, those, That genre. is the, the douchebag hat. It uh, is. To be fair, I don't know any other hats. Like a baseball cap. That's the Trilby, other. baseball cap. Woolly. Visor, woolly, beanie. Oh, the, the oh, wait! I changed my answer. The beanies <laughs> that don't like. Oh, the Berlin beanie beanie. all the way. The Berlin yeah. beanie. It's yeah. like the half. It looks like a condom. Oh, and it sits on top of the yes. head. Yes. Yeah. The ones that don't go all I the way down. I don't think you're using the condoms correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. It just looks like someone tried really, and they just couldn't really be bothered. Need to get them on there. <laughs> <laughs> Stop judging me, Nick. <laughs> How many pregnancy scares have you had recently, Jana? I'm on the pill. It's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> God, if anyone listening to this, I do know how to use it. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's as if someone couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. started. It's like they, it's like sitting up here. Yeah. Very top of that. I don't like those. Yeah. They they lost interest halfway through putting their hat on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. I don't like it. I have two issues with your answers. One is I'm wearing all black. Uh, but that's fine. You do have I usually do wear all, but you, ha- you do have a little tree logo. That's fine. That's, okay, that's Yeah, fine. that's okay. Uh, the other one is, because I get your thing about like, because British people do this as well, where you just speak in your normal accent. Mm-hmm. But sort of, I feel like I accidentally fall into that because we're taught really young in like French class, so, like accent is so important. You have to put on the accent, like, accent, 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 accent. But then I feel like if someone did that in English, I would very much think they were taking the piss. You mean like, if someone was learning English and they spoke in a... Like if a French person came up to me in London and was like, oh, I, uh, oh 
qu'est-ce que c'est? Hello! Uh, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, okay. That, uh, yeah, I get that. I think for me, it's just more of that, again, coming from the States where we're, we're also so, just so very isolated that if you do actually remember the two years of Spanish you learned, whatever, like, that's a feat in and of its own. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's not to say, again, my parent like, I have an accent speaking my language, whatever other languages I speak. My parents have accents speaking in English. Like, it's not about the accent. It's just more about the effort. Mm. Yeah. And I just feel like it's, it has more to do with that than the actual accent itself. Yeah. We yeah. were having this conversation the other day, weren't we, about, like, uh, English speakers, native English speakers who will sort of play at being of a different nationality for like one word in a sentence like you know English people are like oh yeah I made a really nice stew today it's bean and chorizo and yeah. that yes. is just as yeah. annoying you never hear a Spanish person being like oh I have a very busy week coming up I have to go on a business trip to London you know, <laughs> like that it's <laughs> You sound like those like automated, you know, like on the on the yeah. U-Bahn when they're trying to, they're changing the languages, yeah. or like the GPS system. It's just that that's what that sounds like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like the. But also, like we, it's really selective because we'll do it for like Spain and Italy and France to sound clever, but we'll never do it for like American food. We'll never mm. be like, oh, I had this really delicious hot dog. <laughs> I think you should start. I approve. <laughs> I feel like the dead rat anecdote. I mean, is it not just rotting flesh in the sun? Is I've never not... smelled other rotting flesh in the sun. <laughs> I know I was born in Bosnia, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest joke I think I've ever heard. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I've never, thank God, I hope I never have to. Uh, mm -hmm. I, yeah, but yeah, probably rotting flesh. I yeah. mean, someone tune in, <laughs> let them know, write to them what rotting flesh well, sounds there's like. Well, a, there's a flower at the botanical gardens here that flowers, what, once every three years? And when it does, it smells like rotting flesh. Why? I know the answer. Go on. This is, why, this is exactly the sort of nerd that I am. Come on, scientist Nick, tell um, us. So the main thing that plants create scent for is to attract pollinators. So what they will usually mm -hmm. do is attract sweet things that they want to eat. But not all animals want to eat sweet things. Some things eat decaying flesh, like flies, where they lay their maggots to eat. So they smell like decaying flesh. So flies come in and then, yeah, they, I think they even eat some flies, but they also use them as a pollinator. Um, so rather than being like pretty like a flower, they smell like a dead animal to get all the flies over. You hear that, folks? If you ever feel useless, <laughs> <laughs> you are. No, there is a use for you. If you smell like rotting flesh, someone out there will want you. <laughs> that is the key takeaway here. Also, the scientific name for that is Morphophallus titanum, which roughly translates to giant misshapen penis. Which really bothers me as a concept because outside of size and shape. <laughs> Does what your penis, penis smell like <laughs> rotting flesh? <laughs> if your penis smells like rotting flesh, you should go to the doctor. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. It's very Freudian again. This yeah, is good Freudian. I did, yeah, Freudian. Now it's Freudian. Now it's Freudian. <laughs> Who knew? This is this is how it circles back around. I started a Floridian story, ended up with a Freudian story. That's great. All right, Jana, we finally get to the real reason you're here. The worst thing about England. Now, for context... Nick and I are both English. Jana lived in England for how long? Three years. Three years. That is enough. That is, <laughs> that is more enough than enough. 
Yeah. Yeah. So when did you live there? I want to say 2011 to about 2013, 2014. So you got the Olympics. Yes, I was there during the Olympics. Yeah, it was a time of optimism. I remember that. Yeah, there was a time of optimism in the yeah. UK. Yeah, we built a velodrome. I mean, only an optimist would build a velodrome. That's, that's it. I'm looking is that is that the requirement? Is that what like our, a pessimist will never ever say we need somewhere new to race bicycles? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And this is a thing. This is a single function. Yeah, velodrome. building for racing. Is it still news now? Yeah, yeah. There's still a velodrome. Okay. Next to London Stadium, if you but want is to it still in? It, are people still racing bicycles there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else to do there. Oh, they mm. could have roller derbies there. They could. That would be fun. Yeah, that seems. I feel yeah. like roller derbies are more fun than bicycles. In a great way for lesbians to meet each other. <laughs> they are, <laughs> and for <laughs> physical therapists to get business. That's true. Yeah, yeah lesbian physiotherapists. Okay, so Jana, <laughs> um, the worst thing about England, I gotta say, I didn't enjoy your immigration system when I was there. Uh, and I know people listening to this were like, oh, America's is bad. Yeah, America's just as bad, if not worse. I agree. But it was always interesting to me, all the people that were surprised, all my friends that were surprised that Brexit went through, and all of us immigrants that were there in England during that time were like, yeah, we called that uh-huh. <laughs> years ago. Just because they were just super aggressive. And this was the time before. Now I think when you go, and I haven't been in years, but like now I think when you go and you can just, if you have like the passport with the chip, you mm-hmm. can just scan it and you go through. You don't really need to talk to an agent. Yeah. I believe. But that wasn't the case when I lived there. And I was on a student visa. And as soon as that student visa expired and I went back as like a tourist, they were like, what are you doing here? You were just here for three years. Like, why do you still need to be here? Uh, I didn't have a flight back. Because I was dating someone at the time, which again was if I had told them I was dating someone there, they wouldn't have let me in because their fear was that I was going to get married for papers. Coming yeah. in there, stealing our men. He wasn't even English, so <laughs> <laughs> I should have told him that. I should have been like, don't worry, he's not He's not with you. Yeah, I, I feel like girl. if you said, if if you got to customs and you were like, don't worry, I wouldn't date a shitty English man. Like, that's not going to help your cause to get not in Not that country. I believe that, but yeah. It's, yeah, but it's just like, what? Like, what's wrong with us? But uh, What passports do you have? I only have the American one. You only have the American yeah, yeah. Wow, that's how they were treating you as an American. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask I you, because I had a, an American friend in London, and she said she found it quite funny, because quite often people would bring her in to their sort of anti-immigration talks, forgetting she was an immigrant. I had a lot of that. I think I, I saw a lot of people that maybe they weren't immigrants, but their parents definitely were, or they're like first or second generation uh, from immigrant descendants and it's this like oh but we're not like that like it's like us versus them type thing I saw a lot of that there yeah it's this weird disconnect it's like but you wouldn't be here if your parents didn't come here so why is it any different yeah. I think it also has to do with uh immigrant versus expat mentality like it was okay mm. because I'm a white woman from the states yeah and they think they can say anything they want in front of me not realizing that I was actually from Bosnia, and I had a whole different immigrant experience, refugee experience, actually. Mm. And then it's just... But I had that same experience in the States, too. Yeah. Like, I went to a private college in Florida, and just the amount of people that were just like, oh, yeah, but you're okay. Mm. Yeah. Meaning, you're the right kind. Exactly. Immigrant. Like, you're yeah. a white woman who speaks English. Like, you know, you're okay. Like, that kind of thing. And it was just really disturbing, because it's like... 
I don't agree with anything that you're saying, and I hate the fact that upon first glance, people would loop me in with you all. Like, yeah. I am not with you at all on this topic. I'm going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I had a lot of that in, in, in England, too. It was just I think in England, the difference was more of just this anti-American sentiment being thrown at me. Yeah, we do that. Which I get, which I... Don't get me wrong. Americans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are not my favorite people either. There's a reason I left, but it was just this weird thing of like, they thought that it would be okay to say these things to me about Americans not knowing it was part of a larger like xenophobia. That, mm. that is that. That's the core at it. Because like, anyone can make fun of Americans. That wasn't the case. It was just more of like, uh, like why are you here? What do you... It's, yeah, it was large of a, like part of a larger xenophobia. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it is interesting that historically, because of what we've done, there's not many nations that we could feel comfortable insulting. Mm. I mean, not that that stops most of my family, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, yeah, there's that still, it's one of the few nations that you can casually be like, oh, fucking America. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we, uh, the ones that can take the joke can take the joke. That's why, I mean, we as comedians, I also feel like we can make fun of the Germans for a lot of things, and they take the joke quite well, actually, if they yeah. even you know. notice it, it's <laughs> <laughs> if they even get the humor, yeah. yeah. No, uh, but we can make jokes like that. I've never had a German come up to me and be like, "Well, if you don't want to be here, why don't you leave?" I've never had that. Whereas I'm a little bit more careful. I do make fun of Americans too, but I am a little bit more careful in that sense because Americans are crazy. So, and they <laughs> yeah, there's guns. not that many Germans <laughs> with guns. Exactly. <laughs> there's a whole few. Like generally. oh, you know. No, there's, but they like to use them for, you know, hunting for animals. Hunting, yeah. Just the ones who people. try to overthrow the government. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's yeah. a few and on group here that are similar well, to Well, yeah, America. thanks to the States. It's, it's just, <laughs> thanks to us. They modeled it after exactly. you guys. Literally. The, the treaty after World War II was like signed under duress, so oh, it's not valid. So people. they believe that, yeah, the current government is not really in charge. So they have like this whole mm. subsect of like German conspiracy theorists that... <laughs> Yeah, like, and there was not too long ago, they tried to, like, I think they tried to raid the compound and, like, they shot policemen. Mm. Yeah. Jeez. I love a couple of things. This is such, like, a an educated almost conspiracy, like, leading back to <laughs> And America's like, nah, Trump won. <laughs> so can I contribute my worst thing mm-hmm. about Please. England? I would say it's um, the general lack of emotion or emotional availability. Yeah. I mean, I still remember feeling my first emotion that wasn't about the queen um. <laughs> you're gonna have to explain this to me because again i don't have that much context uh with like it not feeling emotions as like a cultural whole like are you taught as like a kid in school like stiff up a lip to, yeah. okay okay boys don't okay. cry keep it in don't make a fuss okay yeah just generally like oh don't cause a scene yeah. like okay. all of this no public outpourings of emotion or anything like that i don't remember either of my parents telling me they love me. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I think that's a generally yeah. quite a norm. Not, not, I don't think it's everything, but I think, yeah, that quite a lot of people go, yeah, I just know they do. But that's yeah. interesting. Cause I wouldn't, I would normally associate that type of thing. It's like the toxic masculinity of it all. And like sort of like in a machismo culture. I don't think it's even a machismo thing, is it? Yeah. No. But that's why I'm like, yeah. it's hard to place. Cause it's like, it's not a I think macho it's, I think thing. it's, what British people would perceive as stoicism. Yeah. Right? It's it's more about kind of... That thing of society, like, you don't want to cause a fuss for everyone else. So dating the British is 
something to oh, avoid. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's all what I'm hearing. I do somewhat miss it. Dating across cultures can be quite difficult. And yeah. there's that security of dating within your own culture, mm-hmm. which is just like, it's just, yeah, it's like an old glove that you can put on. But, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, I don't necessarily to want all to all of Nick's ex-partners <laughs> who were British. <laughs> you were the glove to his heart. <laughs> but yeah, an old glove is not necessarily a suitable romantic partner. Yeah. But, you know, it's that same thing. Like, you can talk about the same kid shows or, like, just really basic stuff of, like, yeah. if you say something, you'll know they'll have heard of it. Or if you make a joke about a politician, they'll know them. Yeah. Whereas here, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys find that when you make a joke about someone, they're like, don't know who that is. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I also, dating Germans, I found, I was actually told by a German that, because in England, the general thing, I feel like it's the same in the States as well, is that, like, the first date is, like, fun mm-hmm. like you know we're chatting we're vibing mm-hmm. we're seeing if we get along like we're laughing at each other's jokes we're seeing if we're into the same things and then i went on a day with the german she's like no here like the first date is to establish like what your goals and aims are for this relationship. really yeah so date one is like do you want kids it's are an interview not a date That's yeah an interview. pretty much and then then you see if you get along whereas here we get along and then see if we want babies it's interesting because <laughs> my Again, I don't, I haven't really dated Americans either, but like my thing is the first date is to establish dominance. whether you establish <laughs> dominance. <laughs> it's whether if, if you're compatible enough to go in a second, like if you like each other yeah. enough to see each other again, that that's yeah. the low, like it's, is this fun? Yeah. 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 Not to interrogate the person. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes complete sense because if you enjoy someone's company even if you're not compatible, maybe there's a friendship in there. Mm-hmm. I have friends who I went on dates with and I was like, you seem like a nice person. I never want to see you naked, mm-hmm. but I would go for a beer with you. Yeah. My brain has just gone to an entirely different place because now I just have the question, like, if you had the chance, if there was a magic button in front of you and you could press it and all it meant was for like 10 seconds, there was just a picture of all your friends just completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> would you press that button? No. 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 I think I would. (laughs) The difference between women answering Uh and men who are like, no, we're good. We don't want to see our friends naked. But it's not even like a sexy thing, but like, I don't know. Curiosity thing? I think it would be funny to see Josh naked. (laughs) We'll invite him to Vibali. I have seen most of my friends or a lot of my friends naked because I've just gone to Vibali with them. I am not. This is nothing about the, the repression. I am not a naked person. No, you're wearing clothes right I'm now. I can't wearing all of them flawlessly. <laughs> I mean, last last week you were wearing a thong, so I mean you were pretty close to naked. I was I was naked out of my clothes, <laughs> like a slut. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, there's there's general ease in which Germans and I think a lot of other nations just can yeah. be like undressed and it be okay. And it's not even a sense of like, again, it's not a sexy thing. I'm not like, oh my God, I have to look sexy. It's just that if I'm naked, all I'm generally thinking is, well, I'm naked. (laughs) So (laughs) relaxing in a sauna, everyone else is just laying in. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the naked sauna thing here either. I don't. Yeah, there's just a a tape going in my head. Well, you're still completely nude. On the one hand, it's helpful. You're desexualizing the human body, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone, you know, that's fine. Then Mm -hmm. you see all sorts of different body types that you may not see in other places. That's fine. But just for me personally, I'm like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to be naked. You don't need to see me naked. I don't need to see you naked outside of this context. <laughs> it's okay. 
I was nude in Japan recently. Congratulations. I, th- I found that easier because it was on holiday, but they have these things called onsen, and they're also very divided by sex. It's really traditional. But I was meeting my friend who speaks Japanese, and I went for Christmas. I had a really lovely time, absolutely amazing. But um, the problem is, she speaks Japanese. I don't really speak any Japanese. I learned like three or four words. And because it was split by men and women, this was the only place that I wouldn't have a translator. And it was the only place where I had to be naked. Mm. And I was thinking, if anything goes wrong, this is where it's going to go really well. Yeah. <laughs> There's no easy yeah. way out of this problem. Yeah. The other thing was my friend tried to make me, I think, into a sex offender because she was, she's Japanese and she was saying, okay, there's like cultural things you have to do. And before you get in the water, you have to wash properly. There's almost like a ceremony of like, you have to do like performative washing to show that you're clean. And I was like, oh, how do I do this? She's like, I don't know. I only know how to clean as a woman. It's different for men. <laughs> and I was like, well, what, what, do I, what do I do? I don't want to like offend people or like, you know, cause a problem. And she's like, when you get in there, just walk in the showers and then just watch how everyone else does it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought she was going to be like, what you want to do is just hold your willy up. <laughs> and, like, show everyone how clean it is. <laughs> a friend of mine used to live in Japan for many, many years. And uh, he once told me, oh, yeah, if you ever go to Japan, just so you're aware you won't be able to use the onsen because you have tattoos and you can't go in an onsen if you have tattoos he said because they will think that you are a member of the yakuza and i was like really how many white (laughs) western female Yakuza yakuza members with like quotes from philosophy books tattooed on their arms and like rainbow flag birds on their ch- is that is that typical of the yakuza it is now isn't it? <laughs> it is. that's how they get you that's how they <laughs> i mean i assume not but it'd be really funny if it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe it's like you know how people get like chinese script tattoos in japan <laughs> they just get like yeah shitty westerner tattoos <laughs> <laughs> yeah Quotes. Like believe in yourself. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Oh, <laughs> All these yakuzas with tramp stamps. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your least favorite thing about England? Oh my god, this is such a difficult question. I love the uh, the the English politeness already came out. It went from things we hate to the worst thing. What is your least favorite? <laughs> what is something you just don't like? I don't know. What's just ruddy awful? <laughs> yes, remind us, everyone. You are listening to the ruddy awful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the least favorite podcast. <laughs> I really object to the deference to power. I feel like the I agree British, with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I find, and I think the the Queen's funeral was a really perfect example of that. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. You're glad she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just struggle to feel sad about the death of a very old lady who lived a life of unmitigated privilege and comfort. Mm. I feel like it was her time, you know? Yeah, it's not as if it was news, really. Right. How old was she? 96. That's a long life. That's a long, good life, especially in her circumstances. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the fact that people were shocked when she died, and I was like, yeah. really? You, I was shocked every day she didn't die. Yeah, exactly. Every <laughs> every jubileum, you're like, wow, another one? <laughs> like, damn. Good What's on you. What's she eating? Exactly. Drop your secret, girl. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> Turns out it's wealth. It's wealth <laughs> yeah. and comfort. That's it's <laughs> old money. Exactly. Very old money. I think that this was like a good reference point. When Betty White died, I was fucking devastated. And... You know, she was slightly older than the queen, Mm -hmm. but she was so close to hitting Mm -hmm. 100. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I also, like, I was sad because Betty White legit was a legend. Yeah. yeah. She actually accomplished. Right. Like, she came from, she came from relatively humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. She was such a great advocate for animals Mm -hmm. and she was such a fantastic LGBTQ ally. Mm -hmm. Like, she really used her success in life to do amazing things and also apparently when she was first trying to get into the acting business get like get into hollywood she was told that she wasn't pretty enough oh yeah and she was just like we'll see about that yeah and became a fucking living legend yeah um but at the same time you know she had she had just done this centennial. Is that the right word, Nick? Depends what you hundred, hundred. Like <laughs> yeah. she'd she'd done this like hundredth birthday interview with Vogue. I think it was okay. before and her hundredth birthday. Be- before, like in anticipation of her hundredth oh, birthday. She must have and felt so silly as she died. No, <laughs> it was perfect comedic timing. Like Vogue had already printed. The issue oh with Betty White at a hundred. Oh God! It was it. You know, the, like that had to go out. That yeah. was what they were publishing, and she was just like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> like checking out, guys. Yeah. I, you know, she she was a comic genius to the very end. I love that she did the interview in the back of her head. She's like, I'm not gonna be around for this. <laughs> <laughs> Clocking out before this ever hits. <laughs> Or do you think the interview was just such hard work? <laughs> She's like, I'm not oh. doing this again. She's like, actually, this doesn't sound like I want to get to 100. I don't know. <laughs> and she wouldn't even get a letter from the Queen. <laughs> so if you get to 100 in England, the Queen sends you a letter. Well, she did, because she, she, she dead Yeah, now. she's not. She's so not now King Charles. Well, like anywhere in the world or just in England? Just in England. Oh, okay, I was going to say. Yeah, okay. I don't know where they do it in the in the colonies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot in postage. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I was so devastated when Betty White died and when the Queen died. I mean, also, I felt like the level of outpouring of, of emotion when Betty White died was kind of appropriate. Mm-hmm. I felt like when the Queen died and there were people who were literally queuing up for like, yeah, what, that's... three days to look at a box yeah. was... They got to see her box. A bo- <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> Nick's like, oh, but do I you know anyone for three days for that? <laughs> do you know anyone personally that was that devastated? That would have queued up for three days. No. Yeah. Uh, my mother rang me sad. Okay. She was like, "Oh, I can't believe it. It's like losing a member of the family." <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah, like, <laughs> to a family member is kind of a yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like, is that how you'd react when I die? Yeah. <laughs> like a phone Jesus. call just three days later. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's like losing a member of the royal family. It's a stereotype for us that Americans love them more than us. Americans love them too, and I don't get. I think it's because we don't have it. That's mm. why. Like, it, it's our American know. family told us that Princess Diana had died. What do you mean? Well, she died in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then our family in Oklahoma ah. rang us crying. And my yeah, mom picked up. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know. I guess. And they were like, Diane is dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
And she was like, what? <laughs> she's like, Diana's name. Like, who's Diana? <laughs> <laughs> Princess Diana. And then my mom apparently was like, okay, see you, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Princess Diana, I kind of understand that a little bit more just because she was like the outsider and she was treated like shit yeah. by the family and all this stuff, you know? And it wasn't her time. And it wasn't her she, time, you know, exactly. She was, she was, what, 35, 36? She's pretty young, yeah. And she died because she was being <laughs> hounded. I feel like there's, we all have a vested interest. We're like, yeah, that's really young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our time. <laughs> <laughs> you listening? <laughs> but no, like she, she did not die of natural causes. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, someone yeah. who was lived a full and happy and you know joyful life dies in their 90s in their sleep Mm -hmm. in their own bed Mm -hmm. surrounded by loved ones Mm -hmm. it's like okay if that's not a good death what Mm -hmm. is i mean at the end of the day i think the best thing for everyone including the royal family including the active members of the royal family would be for the royal family to be disbanded is disbanded the right word it sounds like a like i wanted to say one direction yeah should be like, sent to a farm upstate <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like if the royal family just became normal people i mean let's face it they are so obscenely wealthy that they're never going to be normal people yeah, yeah. maybe it'd be that thing i once heard that the best thing for trump and maybe it'd be the best thing for our family is like what you should have done for trump is just told him he's president <laughs> <laughs> and like let him do press conference just, just everyone ignores it but he can just have fun because nothing would change yeah like he's got, he wasn't presidenting he was just playing <laughs> at it so let him play and like same with the royal family what if we just told them be like okay you're gonna live in in Balmoral in scotland forever now but you're, you're still the royal family so <laughs> don't worry about it you carry what on what would it take though to actually make them not be the like the monarchs anymore like what what is, is there a system well, to Jana, the process is there... treason <laughs> is, is that it literally like that's that it that's i mean only... i don't think there is a formal process to disband the royal family i think that they have worked very I hard i mean if for all that, of the uk to be thing... like revolted against them <laughs> i mean that's how it would happen but yeah, yeah. The, i think if to overthrow them would be considered you have to to become a British citizen, you have to declare loyalty to the Queen. I think insane. as well to be in the Probably parliament. to the King now. But yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, King Prince Charles. Um, <laughs> King Prince Charles. King. Uh, yeah, I think you have to declare loyalty. So if you, if you go against that, they're like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Before we go, Jana, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, just come follow me on the socials, I guess. Just Instagram is where I'm at mostly. Uh, Jana Fazic. That's Z-A-N-A-F-E-J-Z-I-C. You can come find me there. I post about upcoming shows, uh, not just in Berlin, but all over Europe as well. Cool. Um, and for any of our British listeners, just replace the Zs with Zs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. I don't think I'm going to be too popular with the British listeners after this episode. <laughs> so, you didn't want to go back, did you? No, I'm good. I haven't gone back fine. years. It's fine. At least you don't have a really Googleable name. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am the only genre phase which I think in, out there in the universe that does comedy as well. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> keep your hate mail to yourself, please. I don't, I'm not going to read the DMs. Or send it to us on Instagram um, <laughs> at hotmess.comedy. Indeed. Or if you are a Facebook user, 
probably stop that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you are intent on continuing, you can also find us at Hot Mess Comedy Berlin. Nice. Cool. Thanks for having me. This has Thanks been really coming. fun. And it's goodbye from Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye from Jana. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>